It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle Podcast. John Schmelk with you, today's guest, Executive Director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. But first, I want to remind everybody you can find the Giants huddle Podcast on our podcast network, which is presented by Investors Bank. The archive of all of our podcasts can be found on the Giants mobile app at Giants.com slash podcast and all your favorite podcast platforms. Now let's get to our guest. He he is Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Jim, let's start right here. We know how important the Senior Bowl is to this draft process, and it's such a big event every year. But do you sense that this year's event is even bigger and even more important, given the recent announcement that the NFL Combine is not going to be what it's been in the past? Uh, yeah, first off, thanks for having me back on. But yeah, 100% it is. Um, I I wouldn't be sitting in this chair if I didn't truly believe in the value of our game every year, like you said. Um, but, yeah, with this year with the combine being canceled, this might be all these players' only opportunity to get, you know, one-on-one FaceTime with NFL guys that are going to be making their decisions on their future, you know, the guys that are pulling the name off the off the board in, in April. So, uh, you know, those guys, the guys that are up the decision-making chain weren't out at games this fall. Because uh, you know to, they couldn't go to a college game on Saturday and then you know re-enter their team's bubble and go to their game on Sunday. So most of those guys um, travel with the team and went to their team's game. So this will be the first opportunity those guys have to really lay their eyeballs on the players, which is a really underrated part of the evaluation process. Is actually sizing up a guy in person um, and then sitting across from him. I mean, I think we're all getting used to Zoom calls by now, but um, just you know, I think there's something to be said for for in-person human interaction so um they're going to be really safe interviews we we bought uh a lot of plexiglass for the event this year and the guys are going to be distanced and masked and all that good stuff but still i don't think you can uh replicate face-to-face interaction with a zoom call so no this is uh we're excited about it and i think all the agents know that um what this this is really might be the player's only shot so uh yeah it's got a tremendous value this year so what were the challenges that you and your staff, Jim, and by the way, thanks a lot for being with us again this year. You joined us every year, and we really appreciate it. It's great. Um, the challenges that your staff faced this year scouting for the game and, and how that's going to reflect the challenges all these NFL teams are going to have scouting for their draft picks this year. Well, how long is this call, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> challenges of putting on a, a, a senior ball during during COVID times. Yeah, there's there was... There is a lot of challenges, but uh, you know the biggest thing. The uh, biggest thing I want to say is that we wouldn't have we wouldn't move forward with the, with our event had we not, uh, you know, had strong conviction we could pull it off safely for the players and the NFL teams. That's first and foremost. When we got to a point after doing plenty of research that that we we could do it, well, then it was full speed ahead. So, you know, it's it, it's you know we had to we had to strip everything away from the week that we've worked hard to create down here and make this more of a fan event um, and, and getting people to mobile for the event so that was uh that's obviously disappointing um especially and for our local community as well we've got guys like Devonte smith and and mac jones and, and Najee harris guys the crimson tide players that that people in our community you know are, are they're superstars they're heroes to these kids so you know getting rid of those events was was uh was not easy to do but we had to do it um, it's just down to the little things. You know, the players usually have roommates. They're singling up in rooms this year just in case, you know, once someone pops a positive test. And if we have to go to a Zoom meeting format for the position groups, you know, they can do it in their rooms now. 
Uh, we're bringing guys in a day early. We're, we're testing all the players every day. We're testing the NFL people every day. So, uh, yeah, we had to eliminate media day. So it is, we, this thing is really boiled down to practices in the game. And if we can pull off practices in the game, um, in the, you know, kind of in the mode that we're in right now, it'll be, it'll be a big, it'll be a big win for us. How about your scouting process to figure out what guys you wanted there, what players should be there? Uh, what were the challenges with that, Jim? And how does that going to reflect on the challenges these NFL teams are going to have when they're making their own evaluations come April? Yeah, so you know, I mean, we take it all the way back to the middle of last February. We we and as we'll do the same thing this year. We'll, I'll give the, the the scouting staff a couple weeks off to kind of recharge the batteries because it, it's been a really hectic fall trying to put this whole thing together. But we'll get back on. You know, we got on this year's class last February, and uh, you know, just watch tape. You just do it the old-fashioned way. You watch tape and uh, watch watch these players, and, and get back in the, a couple years worth of tape and. You know, have a good feeling in the in the over the summer where they're at, and then just work the board during the fall on 2020 tape, and that looked differently for a lot of these guys. Some of the some of the Pac-10 guys had you know played four games. We've got a number of opt-out players that didn't play at all this fall, so um, you just you, you worked with what you could have, and and we really had to. Uh, we didn't have nearly as many scouts out on the road on weekends in live games, so I said like I said before with the. You know the the body type evaluation. Like we didn't, we haven't seen a lot of these guys. You know, you're just really going off what you have on tape. And then um, we were at some games this fall, but you weren't allowed at field level, as were the NFL teams weren't. So, um, you know, some of the background information with the coaches that we connect with on the field and, and other scouts. Um, you know, it's really put an onus on on reaching out to guys over the phone and trying to trying to get things done that way. And then the, the schools have been really gracious letting our staff um, be on the same Zoom calls that they have for the 32 teams. So, oh, wow. um, you know, we've, we've gotten a lot of that background information from those guys, and we're just grateful, you know, with, with my 20 years in the NFL, just having those relationships with the schools, and um, they were great to us. So we're really, we're really thankful that they included us in that process. But, yeah, it was a challenge. But, again, I mean, you, the, the bulk of your evaluation any year should be off the tape, and, and that's what we had to work with this year. Jim, you mentioned how the agents have seen value in this. I got to imagine you've been getting more yeses than usual from the guys that you've invited. Are players really excited to put themselves out there and be on the field and do one-on-ones and get to show themselves off in person to these NFL scouts this year at the Senior Bowl because they might not have another opportunity to do it? Yeah, I've been asked that a lot. And uh, and it really, there's no difference. Um, oh, that's great. You know, for last year... For last year's game, for instance, we only had three seniors decline our invites. Joe Burrow, who went number one, <laughs> Der- Derek Brown, who went seven, and then Trayvon Diggs, who went somewhere in the second round to the Cowboys. Now, we lost some players along the way that accepted their invites because they had, you know, they had legit injuries. They had injuries you know, later in the season that they had to have scopes on or, or what have you. Sure. Um, and then you always have a couple agents pull guys out of the game because they, I don't know if they don't believe in their players, but um, you know, like we've had an age, we've had one particular agent pull like four or five guys out of the game this year, which makes zero sense to me. But, uh, but no, so the buying factor has been great. Um, especially last year, my first year at the game, we were, you know, we had our challenges, but we've busted our butts on social media to really promote this game and let these players see the value in it. So, um, really no difference from last year. That's fantastic. The New York Giants and Quest Diagnostics want our fans to come back stronger than ever. Now you can order your own lab test through Quest Direct to get the health answers you need most. 
We're joined by Executive Director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. All right, one of the best parts of Senior Bowl week, Jim, is obviously getting to see those one-on-ones during practice up close. What are some of the position groups that you're really anxious and excited to see one-on-one where, you know, all right, I know I got some really good guys in this group, I got some really good guys in that group, and I really am excited to see these guys go one-on-one against each other? Well, you're not talking to the, your typical media guy. Those guys get fired up about certain groups. I'm fired up about all 130 guys coming here, <laughs> so we're. I'm excited to see all of them, frankly. But uh, but no, I understand. I understand the question. I appreciate the question. Um, you know, last year's receiver group was great. Um, we had guys like Brandon Ayuk and Brandon Pittman and Chase Claypool and um, Van Jefferson and Denzel Mims. I mean, just we had a really good rookie class of, of guys last year. Well. I really think this year's wide receiver group is, is just as good, if not better, with guys like Nico Collins from Michigan and Kadarius Tony from Florida, Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. Um, and then there's some, some guys that aren't really household names now that I think will be um, at the end of the week, like D. Eskridge from Western Michigan. So that's a really loaded group. Um, the offensive line group is, is off the charts. You know, Two years ago, my first year at the game, we had five O-linemen go in the first round, and we had just on the North team that year, nine of the 10 guys went in the first three rounds. So um, I really feel like this year's group is, is as good or if not maybe a little better than that. So um, that O-line group is stacked. The edge rush class, the edge group is as, is as good as I've ever seen it at this game. So um, there's going to be, like you said, the one-on-ones are always fun. And there's, I would say those, those O-line, D-line one-on-ones are going to be, um, there's going to be some great battles this year. Now the Senior Bowl owns day two of the draft. You guys have so many guys going the second and third rounds, but Jim, more and more, and it's always been the case, really, you've had a lot of guys sneak into the first round recently. Who are some of the guys that fans should really be keeping an eye on uh, that could sneak into the first round and have you guys really excited to be there? Obviously, you're excited for everyone to be there, but the guys that could sneak into that back end of the first round or be high second round picks that you're hearing from NFL scouts. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can start with the three Alabama guys we've announced the last couple of days with Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith. Um, you know, you look at the uh, – I think Kadarius Toney's got a really good chance. Um, some of the offensive linemen like Alex Leatherwood from Alabama, uh, James Hudson from Cincinnati is a name people don't know about, but they're, they're going to. Uh, Dylan Radens from North Dakota State is, I think, one of our small school guys that has a chance to get in that first round kind of – kind of like how Titus Howard did a couple of years ago from Alabama State. He ended up going 23rd overall. And then guys like Levi Onwazurki from Washington. He's the best D tackle in this draft, in my opinion. Um, Patrick Jones, the edge rusher from Pitt. Rashad Weaver from Pitt, another versatile um, defensive lineman. So you work your way across the board, and there's uh, there's, there's there's really a, a couple guys at every spot. So, I mean, we I think we went over it the other day. I think there's like 12 or 13 guys that, that right now – and you never know. Maybe there's some guys that surprise us, but I think there's like 12 or 13 that realistically have a chance to get in there. Hey, Giant fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with a Giants branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants, member FDIC. When you take a look at this game, Jim, and the way NFL teams are trying to scout and figure out what players will translate well to the NFL, what positions do you think a game like this is really valuable for? Because for me, I can watch, say, like a linebacker in practice and do drills and do numbers, but unless you see him in a game situation, it's really hard to see how that Mike linebacker operates in space and deals with traffic, full contact, things like that. So for what positions do you think this type of environment is really valuable to give NFL teams a good feel for what these players can do up close, in person, in game and practice situations? 
Well, I think you'd start at the quarterback position and just, just over the last five or six years, Carson Wentz from being a late one, early two, all the way to the second pick of the draft. Baker Mayfield being a mid to late one, going first in the draft. Daniel Jones being a, uh, you know, a mid to late first, going sixth overall. Um, even last year, Justin Herbert was probably like a middle of the first guy for most teams, and he went sixth overall. So the quarterbacks really, really can help themselves. Um, you know, I think the big guys can certainly those one-on-one pass rush. I think if uh, you know defensive linemen put together about three or four good rushes in the week, that's about all they need to do. Because then you've got defensive line coaches around the league. If they see it once or twice, they you know they think <laughs> they can get that out of the guy consistently. So, um, so those guys can always benefit. I mean, I really think all of them can. I mean, if you got a corner that comes down here and locks guys up in one-on-ones or a receiver that just gets open consistently like the group last year did or, or Debo Samuel the year before. Um, you know, uh, again, I think all of them can. On game day, certainly the running backs, um, because we don't tackle to the ground here in practice. I think that in practice they can help themselves in, in blitz pickup and pass pro stuff. And even in the past game at schools that they didn't, they weren't used a lot, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. But then on game day, you got guys like Antonio Gibson last year who probably went from the sixth round to the third round by having a really strong strong senior bowl week and we saw what he did for the washington football team this year so um yeah i mean again i'm a little biased but uh i think they all can but i think you can start at the quarterback spot those guys those guys really can help themselves you mentioned the tackle from north uh north dakota skate already jim what are the small school guys do you think can have their coming out parties we remember kyle duggar last year was a guy that that really did a fantastic job down there who are some of the small school guys that you think all right they're going to get out there now, and these, these NFL scouts are going to be like, whoa, these guys can hang with the big boys, and we need to start thinking about them high in the draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you bring up Duggar, but Jeremy Chin might win Rookie of the Year yeah, this year. good point. Uh, good the point. Carolina Panthers. The guy won Defensive Rookie of the Month for October and November, so he's going to be in the, in the, in the conversation for Defensive Rookie of the Year, which, which would be cool if we had Herbert and, and Jeremy Chin, both Rookies of the Year, out of our game. But, yeah, small school guys. I'm a huge Dylan Radens fan. Um, his tape's ridiculous. Um, he's athletic and he's mean and you know he finishes people usually it's like one or the other usually they're they're athletic but they're more of a finesse player or they're just like a mean tough guy and they're and they're not a good enough athlete whereas Dylan's Dylan's got uh, both things in spades and then uh, staying on the offensive line Spencer Brown is another tackle he's, he's verified over six foot eight which is usually a little bit of an issue from a pad level perspective, but but Spencer's like an unusual bender for someone that size, and he's got a great background. He played eight man football um, growing up in in I- the state of Iowa. He goes to Northern Iowa as a 225 pound guy, and now he's 315. So um, I think he I think he's going to skyrocket. I really do. I think he and Dylan will both have huge weeks. And then the other guy, Robert Rochelle from uh, from Central Arkansas, is a corner, a big long corner. Um, He's he's a guy right now that that's probably graded in the third fourth round range for most teams, and uh, comes down here. If he can come down here and cover guys like Tylen Wallace and Kadarius Tony and Nico Collins, um, you know he might get up into the second round area. So another good group of, of small school guys, and that's that's one of the reasons. Even going back 25 years since I've come into the game as a scout, I love I love the Senior Bowl for for those small school guys. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, probably one of the busiest men in America at this very minute, but he was gracious enough to give us some time today. Jim, we really appreciate it. It's killing me. I'm not going to be down there to see this get pulled off in person, uh, but I can't wait to watch it on television and watch the coverage. Thanks so much for the time, and best of luck next week. All right. Appreciate you having me back on. We'll get you back down here in 2022. Absolutely, Jim. Let's.
Let's definitely hook up before the draft. Thank you. That's Jim Nagy, Executive Director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. We thank him for joining us on today's episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. And, of course, we'll have coverage of the Senior Bowl on Giants.com and all of our digital platforms next week. We will not be there in person for the first time in a while, but we can't wait to be back down there to cover it in person. But we'll get you all the in-depth look at all the players that could be available for the Giants in the 2021 draft. Just make sure you stay tuned to all the Giants digital platforms. We'll have that coverage for you all week long. Want to remind you that the Giants Huddle Podcast is part of our podcast network, which is presented by Investors Bank. Make sure you find the archive of all of our podcasts at the Giants mobile app, on all favorite podcast platforms, and at Giants.com slash podcast, where you can find all of our podcast offerings, including Big Blue Kickoff Live, our daily call-in show, every weekday at noon. For Jim Nagy, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks so much for being with us on today's edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast. We'll see you next time, everybody. Stay safe.